Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Macros for Life podcast. We have a very special guest this week. Her name is Juan. She's one of my friends that I met online who also was a member of our macro mentorship program and has been changing women's lives like crazy on Instagram. How are you today? <laughs> good, good. Thanks for having me, Eve. Such a I know. pleasure and honor, actually. I know. I'm like, this is like a full circle moment. I'm very excited to have you here, especially because since in the time that I've known you, like your your message, your voice and your content has grown so much. Like I know you've went through transitions within your personal business of having like an in-person um, location and then moving mostly and solely to online coaching. So I've seen you go through a lot in the last couple of years and it's all been good. Yeah, it's been a whirlwind and a blessing, actually, because I know that not everyone has this um, opportunity to do so. So, mm -hmm. you know, Instagram has been very generous with me that, you know, my audience has been so loyal. Um, you know, I've been blessed for sure, especially doing this later in life when people think it's too late. So, you know, once you put, if you put your mind to it, you know, and tell yourself, you know, you can do anything you put your mind to, anything is possible. Mm -hmm, definitely. It's never too late for anything. Right. So if no one on here, which I'm sure half of you guys or more knows who Juan is, if you're new, can you let people know um, who you are and what you do? Okay. Uh, well, my name is Juan Doligowski. And, you know, I was always into fitness since I was probably in my teens, like high school. Uh, but back then, you know, if you're familiar with Jane Fonda and step aerobics and all of that, you know, that's what I was mostly into. And, you know, I kind of did that throughout my 20s, 30s, always chasing fat loss, um, you know, and then I, you know, I became a pharmacist and I was always into fitness. I was always interested in that. And that's when I eventually um, started getting into coaching. And then I had an opportunity to purchase a business. So I left pharmacy to purchase this business that was called DexaFit. And that's where I did DEXA scans, resting metabolic rate tests, VO2 max cardio tests, and grew my coaching business alongside. And, um, you know, my coaching business had grown so much that I could not devote the time and energy that I wanted to, to make it grow even more. So I, I had to make a decision. I had to, I felt like I had to go all in. So I sold that business and I went into online coaching full time. Um, and yeah, so that's basically where I'm at. I, I didn't really get, uh, into lifting weights. I mean, I was always into lifting weights, but not properly lifting weights mm. until I was 44. Um, you know, I was doing a lot of the, the circuit training, beach body, you know, all those things where you're not really have the opportunity to progressive overload. And that was the main thing that was missing out of my training program is, you know, knowing how to, the kind of exercises to do, being able to rest properly in between exercises, having rest days in between training sessions and pushing myself while training, you know, not just sticking with the 10, 12 pound dumbbells. So I didn't learn how to properly lift until I was 44. Mm -hmm. So um, it's been a game changer. You know, mm -hmm. I ditched the cardio because I was doing, I was just a major cardio bunny and, you know, did a lot of the, like I said, videos and um, insanity and like all those <laughs> beach body things. And not that that's bad. I don't want to put that out there. Uh, I don't want to bash it because um, there's a time and place for those types of videos, especially with me when I had a young, young baby. I didn't have a gym membership. Um, so it served its purpose during its time. 
Um, but understanding that I had specific physique goals, it wasn't aligned with that. So I had to change that. So you just have to make sure that whatever it is that you're doing is aligned with the goal that you have. Mm-hmm. So I, like I said, I don't want to bash those group classes or anything like that. For a lot of people, it's a great you know way to stay active. Um, and that's definitely more important than doing nothing at all. Yep, absolutely. I feel like there's a lot of our story that is similar, but I think a lot of our friends and peers that are coaches, we've all went through the same things. Like, so Juan and I, you guys are 10 years apart. Um, and we'll get into like the things that she's learned after the age of 30 and 40 and like this amazing woman that she has come to be in the fitness and nutrition space. But I was the same. I thought because I lost a lot of weight, like I knew how to work out. I didn't know how to lift until 10 years ago. And, and that's like so not that far along, like back. Yeah. yeah. And I was 31 when I learned that a career change like you. And um, when I first started working out, they were like $10 tapes. They were like, or videos. They were, they were VHS. Yes. And then they became DVD. Yes. So yeah. <laughs> we are a little older. We're not old, but we had VHS yeah. workout tapes. I did yes. like- Leslie Sandstone's Walk Away the Pounds. I tried to do Insanity. You're better than me. I couldn't. I, it was just very hard. It was, it was hard. And yeah, then I did a lot of the circuit stuff. And same thing, you know, babies, young kid. And then it was affordable and I could do it in 30 yeah. minutes in whatever right. I wanted to wear. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Very similar. So I definitely, you know, like you said, you paused and said like, no hate on that, but there are a lot of women that are needing to learn how to live properly to get the look that they're after and that they see like their favorite, you know, fitness influencers and coaches have, but it takes a lot to go, okay, this is what I know, but it may not be working. There's probably a better way. And it usually is harder. Like the way that I know we lift now is definitely harder, but it's totally worth it. Absolutely. Yeah. I just cannot imagine any other way at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it's just, um, we all evolve. We're always a work in progress. So, you know, it's just, it's just fun to look back to see how far we've come along. Um, and just our job at this point is to continue educating other women on how to do it properly if they have a certain goal. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So when did you know that it was a desire of yours to help other people and start coaching? Uh, Okay, that's kind of two part. Actually, I wanted to go into fitness, uh, all of that when I was uh, a freshman in, in college. So it started back then. But you know, I was I want to be a good daughter. I want to please my parents. Nothing on them. It's just the, just the, you know, just what I grew up in, you know, our, our culture. You know, you had to be a doctor or a lawyer or something medical in order to be considered, you know, worthy. And so mm-hmm. I went into the medical field. So I, I became an actually an occupational therapist because mm-hmm. I tried to do pre-med and I just realized I, I wasn't cut out for it. I didn't like it. So I'm like, okay, what else can I do that's kind of, you know, hospital related or, you know, medical related. So I, I was an occupational therapist for a long time. Um, so, but I, you know, I was always interested in fitness, but as far as like helping other women, it probably came from um, my own uh, desire to get a coach. So I got yeah. a coach when I was 44. So from that experience, I was like, wow, 
she really changed the trajectory of my life. I, I know it sounds dramatic, but she really changed the way I viewed uh, nutrition, training, cardio, um, fear of carbs, like everything. And I thought, wow, I want to have that kind of impact in other women, you know? So that's kind of where it started. And so after, shortly after I coached with her is when I kind of, you know, grew my coaching business. Mm -hmm. And I can definitely say on behalf of Juan, her parents are proud <laughs> and she trusts <laughs> them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They are, you know, they, actually, you know, they've always been extremely supportive of all of my career changes and decisions. Um, even when I decided to leave pharmacy, um, all they said was, are you sure? And I said, yeah, I'm sure. And they said, okay. And that's it. They didn't give me a hard time about it. They didn't try to make me feel bad. They didn't say you're making a big mistake. You're going to regret it. Like none of that. They were extremely supportive. So I'm I'm so, I'm actually very fortunate that they've always been so supportive of me. That's cool. That's cool. Definitely. So when it comes to um, working out, how would you kind of sum up the style of working out or training or strength training that you're doing now versus the insanity videos? <laughs> well, now it is considered a like hypertrophy style lifting program. So the goal is to build muscle. So I train four days a week you know, two upper body, two lower body days, and I keep track of my lifts. So I'll look back to the previous week and see what did I do? How many reps did I do? What weight did I do? Okay, let's see if I can do more this time. You're not always going to be able to do more. There's sometimes like some weeks will go by, you'll literally be at the same reps and same weight. But during that time, you can focus on, okay, I'm going to really work on my form. Mm -hmm. really perfect form. So there's different ways to progressive overload. So that is vastly different from Back in the day when it was, it was all about uh like can i sweat like how sweaty can i get if i was sweaty then that was a good workout and mm -hmm. you know how high can i get my heart rate i wanted my heart to be like pounding and like you know i had to be sore for days and it was more cardio based definitely more mm -hmm. cardio based more strength uh more more um more how fast can you do it and definitely more compact like you know how how much can i get done in 20 30 minutes so definitely not an opportunity to really get stronger with your lips. It's definitely more fast paced, more circus style. Mm -hmm. How would you relate the number of days you worked out back then versus now? Oh my gosh. Every day. Back then it was like no days off. Like yeah. you know, I had team no I had days off. Yeah, no <laughs> days off. And you no, know, when you're in that mind frame, there, you take some pride in that, but there's really no, nothing to be proud about. Honestly, when you learn to train smarter, you understand the importance of rest days away from the gym. And that is so important. That's such an important part of making the best progress. So making that, that shift is, is hard, but it's an important one because then once you learn how to train properly, you learn to appreciate those rest days even more because you're like, dang, I train hard. I, you know, your body feels it. Like I'm looking forward to a rest day when, it's, when that, that day comes, I'm like, whew. I can, you know, just I'll focus on walking that day, just doing my errands, but I'm not worried about, oh, you know, I'm not in the gym, you know, I don't, I don't feel lazy. I actually feel more productive. Mm -hmm. I think we spend a lot of time, especially when we're coaching women 40 plus, we're telling them to rest more and eat yeah. more. And yeah. then back in the day, it was the opposite. Eat less yes. and work out every single day. Yes. And look, look how, where it's gotten us. Like you have to look at the, is it really getting you where you want to be? You know? Mm -hmm. So you have to understand like, okay, my way is not working. It's not working. This eating less, doing more is not producing 
the life and the body that I'm am wanting for myself. So you have to make those changes, no matter how hard and uncomfortable it is and how against the grain it is, you have to take those steps to make those changes. Mm -hmm. How would you describe how your body looked 15 years ago, like composition wise to now with more cardio, lots of days, and now heavy lifting four days a week? Um, it's, it's so different. Like, I mean, my body's gone through a lot of changes, but the one thing that kind of sticks, sticks, sticks in my mind is that I was skinny fat. So mm -hmm. I was like, I may have been small, but I was like mushy. I didn't have any muscle tone at all. Um, and, but now like I have, um, you know, more muscle, you know, I look more firm. Um, it's just definitely a different body composition. So mm -hmm. it's the kind of look that you want. You want to have that, that, that tight sculpted, whatever look that you're looking for. That's what that muscle will give you that, that cardio doing only cardio will not give you. Mm -hmm. And I don't think women trust that. So they hear it 10,000 times and then they, they have to try it. No one will yeah. fully trust it till they do it. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I, they have to get out of their mind that they think that lifting weights is going to make them bulky. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's not, it's, it's the, your nutrition It's the fat that's currently covering your body that makes you feel like you're bulky, but you, you know, you have to re, re, like lose that, fat if you have extra fat, um, that's not gonna make you bulky. Yeah. I, I kind of had that, that thought process too. Oh, mm -hmm. you know, I would do like leg extensions and you know, probably the, all the, the blood that got pumped into my quads. I'm like, Oh my gosh, my legs are bulky. I don't want to lift heavy, but it's, it's, it's so like, not just true. I wish there's one thing I could have told my younger self is just focus on lifting weights and yes. not dieting. Like that was, mm -hmm. if, if I had done that, oh my God, like I can't imagine what my body composition would be now. Yeah. You know, I spent decades like dieting and trying to starve myself and there's no opportunity to build muscle mm -hmm. that way. So I'm trying to play catch up and during a time when it is harder, I think it's harder because you have just other things going on with your body family, work, just, you have a lot more to juggle than you did in your twenties. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's not impossible. You just have to be, tell people, you just have to be willing to do things differently, just mm -hmm. differently than what you're used to doing. I mean, you're dropping like all the truth bombs because I felt the same way. I was so resistant to my husband. He was like, let me train you. Let me show you how to lift. He's like the 10 pound and eight pound dumbbells aren't getting it. No more air squats. Again, no hate on that. But I yeah. feel like you now. Like I am 41 and I'm, I feel like I'm still playing catch up. Because yeah. you and I both know that after 35, every year we're losing a little bit of muscle, you know, year by year by year. And so we lose the toned and the defined look. But also losing muscle contributes to our metabolic rate going down because it's not our metabolism till we get 60, 65. It's the fact that we have no muscle. So right. I am in my forties and I'm me and all my coach friends, my age, we are like grinding to get muscle. Yeah. We're playing catch up. Yes. And that's okay. It is. It is. And, it, and, and you can't, okay. So, so it's easy to look at your circumstances and look at someone else's circumstances and think, oh, well, you know, they're younger and they have it easier or whatever. It's, it's hard no matter what. So you just have to focus on what you currently have to do, what mm -hmm. you have to do right now to, to get better. And so what if someone else, you know, is younger and they have more muscle and, you know, they're like far, farther ahead of the game, you know, you have to just keep your eyes in your own lane. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I know you wrote this great post about, I think it was something like, 
what my 50 year old self would have said to my 16 year old self, what would be three or four things you would have told yourself back then? Uh, well, one, one would be you're, you're fine. Just the way you are, mm-hmm. like you are, you're beautiful. You're unique. You are not meant to be like anyone else. You're fine. Just the way you are. So when I was younger, I was so, so insecure. Um, I was the only Asian in our community. Um, so I just felt like I stood out. Uh, I didn't think I was pretty. I wasn't like that, the typical Caucasian, blonde hair, blue eyed. Um, so I would have told myself, you're fine just the way you are. Um, and focus on being strong. Focus on being strong. Because when you focus on being strong, you're going to make all the choices that will put you in that position. So eating well, you know, uh, lifting weights. I'm not trying to do all this cardio, not trying to diet all the time, not trying to be smaller. You know, I, I spent, you know, so many years just trying to be smaller. Um, and I don't know if I listed that in, uh, listed this in, in that post, but uh, you don't have to drink, you don't have to drink alcohol. To yeah. Drink you know, I'm not, you know, I, I think people understand my, my position on alcohol. Um, there's a time and place for it. You know, uh, I think women as we age don't understand the impact that it has on our bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and our metabolism and just how we feel. Um, but yeah, that, yeah, those kind of three. Definitely. I really like how you said if there was anything also that you could have told yourself at one time was to lift weights. And one of my favorite posts of yours, it was something like, and I might mess it up. It was something like, um, if you want to be strong, lift weights. You want to lose weight, lift weights. You want to have fat loss, lift weights. You want to tone up, lift weights. I mean, I believe like even in my coaching pillars, that is like one of the the solutions to so many things. Yes. Is lifting weights. It is. I mean, it goes beyond aesthetics. So I think it was something like, and I don't even remember it either, but it's something like, even if you don't, even if you... Even if fat loss is your only goal, lift weights. Even though if you don't care about having muscle, you lift weights. Like there's yeah. so so many benefits to lifting weights. They have absolutely nothing to do with what you look like. Mm-hmm. And it be, you know, what should be the foundation of our health as we age. We both know that it's so important because as we age, we lose muscle. When you lose muscle, you lose function. You lose independence, and you won't be able to do those simple things that we take for granted right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't want to be a burden to our kids because we can't go to the bathroom ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. about those things as well. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm thinking about my son and I'm like, ooh, <laughs> you know, he's still 16, but I'm laughing like, ooh, do I really want him responsible for me? Yeah. Better pick up the weights. Exactly. Better pick up the weights, yeah. Exactly. So on the flip side of like, you know, um, you know, gaining muscle for like overall health, no, no matter what you look like, um, on the flip side of that, um, you and I b- both have been competitors and we have definitely got, we got to the point where we were really shredded mm-hmm. and we've had followers that loved when we were in those phases. Cause there's, they were like, Oh, I want to be shredded like you. What does it take? Um, what did I, what do I have to do? But you and I also know um, as women competitors that we're in, what do they call our bracket when we were more mature? Masters? Masters. Masters, yeah. Look, it's been five years. Uh, (laughs) I think you competed almost the same years, 2018, 19-ish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
So let's talk about the, like the honest, let's really be honest about the cost of being shredded. A lot of people see a look, whether it's like shredded arms and delts and then abs, especially, but what are some of the costs of being shredded that people don't know until they get there? Yeah. All right. So if you've been in a cut, you can understand that it affects your mood, your energy, your sleep, maybe, you know, um, just what you're able to do, your, your cognition and all those things. So we'll multiply that like a thousand times. Like it's just mm-hmm. getting shredded is not the same as just getting lifestyle lean. There's just, they're just so different. They're worlds apart. So it is like amplified just your, your, the, the massive food focus is insane. Like I would be thinking about food all the time. The minute I woke up, of course, nothing that you ate was satisfying because you're just so starving. Um, moody, you're cranky, you have no strength in the gym, um, no libido, your sleep is crappy, uh, you lose your menstrual cycle, um, just everything tanks, um, your relationships, you have no social life, um, just everything, it, everything takes a hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think people understand like how severe it is unless you've actually been there. And there's like a few outliers, a few competitors where it doesn't really affect them as deeply, you know, but they are definitely outliers. Most, most people, when you're, when you get that shredded, it just, it just breaks you down. Like it's mm-hmm. like the, the leaner you get, the more shredded you get, the worse you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only way out of it is just, you have to gain body fat again. And you mm-hmm. have to, oh, severe body dysmorphia. Because I, I swear, the leaner I got, the more I thought, oh, I, I, I'm more fat. Like, it's just weird. Like, your mind plays mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's just horrible. So, when you mm-hmm. also, when you get that lean, the process of getting healthier again is a mind game. Because all you can think is, like, I'm getting fat. When you, when actuality, you're not. You're just getting the, the gaining the body fat that's needed to be healthy again. So that process is so, for me, it was extremely difficult just getting yeah. out of that, going through that process and seeing my body get get the healthy body fat that was needed. But in my mind, I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm getting fat. And this, you know, I look terrible. So it's just the mm-hmm. body is just horrible. So I don't know if I miss anything. Oh no, like you nailed it. Like I spent days and days in tears for months and months because I was like, I was crying because I weighed 130 pounds. And to yeah. me, I was fat. Yeah. It was just yeah. like crazy, right? It. And the more you resist it, yeah, the longer your health will be tanked when you need to get to maintenance, you've got to put some fat back on. And all the yeah. research studies show that like until your body gains some or a good chunk of that fat back, everything is typically downregulated. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. It takes so long. I mean, it took me probably a year before I felt like my hunger hormones were normal again. Mm-hmm. But I didn't feel like I was craving all these insane things and then eating them and not feeling satisfied. Um, it took a long time for it to be like, you know, I knew when to eat and when I was full. Because um, until then, for, for a while, it's just like nothing is satisfying. You're just constantly hungry. Ravenous. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I love the term that you use, like lifestyle lean. That's definitely a different place. It's more manageable, like you getting to a healthy body fat that isn't just like psychologically healthy, but also the things that you were talking about, like that's tying in like your sex hormones, your adrenal hormones, your thyroid hormones, 
I remember my hair was like thin and brittle. Like that was one of the other signs. My skin, yeah. my face was sunken, but yes. it's been just like the body dysmorphia, but like are things ticking inside like they should be? And I think so many women, when they're trying to kind of get to like a leaner, you know, lifestyle, longer lasting type of look, they're so fixated on the scale and they're driving and driving after weight loss when really fat loss is the thing that they're wanting. Yes. Yeah. That's the, something that we have to continue uh, educating women on mm-hmm. that, you know, weight loss is not the same as fat loss, you know, and seeing the scale to go down, like what, what good is that if it's just, you know, water and muscle, like what does mm-hmm. it matter? You know? So and that's a constant battle that we have to constantly fight. Um, helping women kind of overcome this mental game that they have with the scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think it kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier of like, you think you're bulky, you think you're overweight, but you've got fat on top of muscle. Yeah. But if you haven't built muscle before you lose weight, when you get smaller, you're going to look the same. We need to yes. muscle, yes. peel back the fat in a deficit. Yeah. And a lot of us need to learn how to lift efficiently and then have progressive overload for hypertrophy, muscle growth, so that when we lose weight, we look like we want, because what I know is if let's say a woman is 150 pounds and her goal is 135, when she gets there, if she hasn't been lifting or lifting before the deficit for not a couple months, you guys, like years, Yes. When they get yeah. to 135, they're like, I'm not there. And they'll keep it, pushing yes. and pushing and pushing. And they don't need to lose another five or seven. You need to put on the muscle. Yeah, absolutely right, Eve. Like that is a like one of the biggest messages I keep telling people is like, maybe you do have some fat to lose, maybe, but more than anything, you need muscle on your mm-hmm. frame. So if you go into fat loss and you're like, oh, I don't really look that same, that, that different. I kind of look the same. It's because you need more muscle. That's why. Like no yeah. amount of fat loss is going to produce the look you want without a base of muscle. So that's why we are always preaching you must lift weights. That, mm-hmm. is, that needs to be the cornerstone of what you do, no matter what your goals are. But especially if you want to look different yeah. after fat loss, you want to have that look. We all know what that what look people, these women want. Well, that's muscle that's giving the look. It's not mm-hmm. like getting, you know, losing all this weight. It's, it's not that. So, yeah constantly have to preach that. Yeah. I'm always asking women when they apply to work with us, like why this weight, why this size, like describe what that looks like. Like how do you feel when you're there? And so I'll hear like these lofty goals and I'll look at their photos and I'll look at their BMI and I'm like, man, they look pretty great. Like really have much work. And they're like, I want to lose 20 pounds. And I'm like, well, if you have muscle, you can lose just 10 and you'll probably yeah. look like you lost 20. Absolutely. And then it's kind of that, you know, well, can I lose fat and build muscle at the same time? Yeah, but it's it's hard. It's really yeah. hard. Easy yeah. if you're a beginner, but the longer you've been lifting, the harder it gets. And so women do have a hard time picking one goal at a time. They do. They always want that magical combo of losing fat and building muscle at the same time. Mm-hmm. But we we both know that unless you're new to lifting or have a a lot of weight to lose, that's really hard for hard to happen. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, focusing on building muscle, 
is going to be it's going to produce the, the look and the goal that you want. But yeah, it, it is tough. And also, you know, when they have this goal weight, a lot of times is is this number that they had when they were you know younger or before they had kids or when the bodies were totally different. Like a body with more muscle, you spend time lifting weights. Is, you're probably never going to get down to that weight without mm-hmm. looking like emaciated you know yeah so sometimes you know if, if a woman does give me like a, a number that they want to you know reach uh, I just kind of store it in the back of my mind I don't really think about it because I'm like you cannot predict that you're going to look and feel your best at that number you think you will because maybe 20 years ago you were that number and you looked a certain way but uh you know our body composition is going to change especially if we've had children and things like that. So it's best to just focus on, okay, what, what can I achieve and work on now realistically? Um, and yeah, I usually think gold weights are kind of garbage anyway. So. Yeah. I think you hit the, the word you just hit realistically made me think of a really good question. (laughs) A lot of the times the goals that we come with, come up with aren't realistic because we're comparing so much to other people. Do Um, you get a lot of women asking, like, how can other women eat this much and look like that? Oh, yeah. I made a post. I made a post on that. How does how does she eat so much and look that way? Mm. Because I got that question so many times. And so basically, it does come down to, it, you know, they can eat a lot and look that way because, number one, they have a lot of muscle and they spent their life not chasing fat loss. Right. You, you know, and then, um, you know, they focus on being strong. And they, you know, they don't care about how much they weigh. Like there are certain characteristics that these women have mm-hmm. that uh, give them this, uh, have them the ability to look a certain way, and be able to eat so much. So it's this whole thing, not chasing fat loss, having a lot of muscle, focusing on being strong, lifting weights, and not caring about what you weigh. Because they know that that is so irrelevant to, to looking a certain way. It is so irrelevant. I would rather, and this is a sad thing. I think when you ask women, would you rather weigh 10 pounds and have your dream body? Uh, weigh 10 pounds more than you are now and have your dream body or weigh 10 pounds less like I think sadly I think a lot of women would just want to weigh less even if they don't look any better mm-hmm. because they're still fo- so fixated on that number not realizing like a body with more muscle is going to weigh more and look leaner like they don't understand they don't understand the concept that it actually can look leaner while you weigh more because you have more muscle on you Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's still women that think that muscle weighs more than fat. I'm like, they're not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how, how, where that, that thought came. I'm not sure, but hopefully people are understanding that, you know, one pound of muscle is weighs the same as one pound of fat. It's just muscle mm-hmm. is more dense. So it takes up less space. Yeah. So I think maybe if anybody knows, it. you know, because you yeah. get DEXA scans. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, you're the expert on this, but there are also women sometimes um, that apply to work with us and they'll say, I don't care what the scale says. I just want to feel confident and I want to look good, you know, all these things. But sometimes when we get into the heart of coaching, they are still focused on the scale weight. Um, And I had this discussion with um, one of our mutual friends and, and uh-huh. she said she gets the same thing. Women will say, I don't care the scale weight. I just want to look good, feel good. You know, we can work on a body recomp or whatever. She's like, okay, I'm going to test that theory. So with her clients, she'll start them off at maintenance to test it and say, okay, if that's how you feel, 
let's kind of test this. And if you can be at maintenance for X amount of time, then we'll go into a fat loss phase. And then sometimes she feels like when that maintenance gets put to the test, they back out. And then it becomes, I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. Even though they're nourishing their bodies more, they're feeling better. Their lifts are better. They'll still come back with her and I and probably you. And they're like, when am I going to lose weight? When can we get? Yep. Yep. And, and, you know, it's, it's back in, now that I'm a more experienced coach, because I didn't do this when I was newer, but now, you know, when a client comes to me, even if they have a fat loss goal, I do not put them in fat loss. Like mm-hmm. you have to be a maintenance. You have to be a maintenance with me because you need to show me that you have the, the habits and the consistency to make you successful in fat loss. And obviously you've chased fat loss your entire life and it's not gotten you where you want to be. So let's focus on, you know, fueling your body properly, sleeping well, you know, being consistent with water, getting your steps, you know, training consistently, training with intensity, like all those things, like just doing those things alone will make you feel better. Yep. And can probably produce body composition changes. Um, Mm -hmm. So I've had many clients like that where I started them in maintenance and their body composition had changed just from doing all the right things consistently. So, yeah, but there's women who are like, oh, I don't care how much I weigh. I just want to look and feel my best. But then like when it comes down to it, it's it's not necessarily the case. So Mm -hmm. it's tough. It's tough when you're always used to chasing fat loss. Yep. I agree. So uh, you are someone that is thriving in their 50s. If somebody asked you, what's the secret to aging well, what would be some things you would say? First and foremost, <laughs> lift weights. Lifting weights is the key to aging well. That is number one, okay? But um, aside from that, sleeping, getting enough sleep, like prioritizing your sleep, okay? Um, honoring your rest, rest days. Um, walking daily, getting outside in nature. Um, relying less on caffeine and alcohol. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> um, and then it's just the mindset things, right? Just focusing on your own journey, you know, being able to, you know, delay immediate gratification, meaning doing what's best for you now. I mean, doing what's best so that you're able to reach that goal of yours. But as far as like habits and those like lifestyle, like I would say those would be the top things like prioritizing sleep, lifting weights, walking daily, drinking lots of water, and then, oh, sorry. Whole foods, eating whole foods, getting enough protein and fiber, so important. Um, you know, eating well-balanced meals, all those things. I mean, it really does come down to just the basics. Really, mm-hmm. there's nothing really fancy or magical in all of this, which I just would probably just like encourage you guys to know that there's no no hack to any of this. Like, not no hack to aging well. You just have to put in the work. Just nail the basics day in and day out. Mm-hmm. It's usually all the stuff that nobody wants to hear. Yeah, because I think there's like some, you know, magic pill or some mm-hmm. supplement that you can take or something that, you know, you can do to like bypass, like no one skips the hard work, like no one, no one does, like you, you don't get a free pass to the front line. So you just have to just, you know, do all those things day in and day out, just, and just be consistent, not necessarily perfect, right? Not about perfection, it's about being consistent and just mm-hmm. keeping the momentum because, you know, life is going to happen. You're going to have illnesses, surgeries unexpected things come up, trips and vacations. You need to be able to navigate those times because that is all part of life. It's not like you have to stop things all of a sudden just because things are going on. You can still have some daily non-negotiables in place to keep things moving forward. So you're not having to start all over again from day one. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. With strength training, um, if someone was coming to you that was like newer into lifting, lifting weight, strength training, however people want to, you know, whatever word resonates with them. If someone said, how do I know I'm lifting heavy enough? How would you describe that to them? Yes. So heavy as relative um, to that person. So I try to give them a scale. Um, it's hard. And it was when you're newer, it's harder to figure out, am I lifting heavy enough? But I, I tell them the last few reps should be extremely hard. So as you're doing them, your reps will probably slow down as you get to that point where it's like, okay, I'm probably close to the end of the set. So it'd be heavy enough where those last few reps are extremely, extremely hard, but you can still do them with good form. Your form isn't like breaking completely, you know, but it still be, should be extremely hard. So 25 pounds for, for you might be light, but it might be heavy for someone else. So it doesn't matter what someone is lifting. It's, just, it's relative to you. But you have mm -hmm. to be honest about your effort and what you're putting into that. Ooh, you said another key word. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say about effort versus expectations when someone comes to you and says, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Our friend, Shannon, the gym nurse. I want to look like Shannon. Juan, can you help me look like Shannon? What would you say about effort and expectations? Well, yeah, the amount of effort you you put into something has to match up to your expectations, right? So you got to look at the things that she's doing right? consistently. You know, she's eating well. She's not dieting. She's she's lifting heavy and consistently in the gym. She's going for her daily walks. Like she's doing all those things. You think about the person who you admire, look up to. What are they doing? Are you willing to do those same things? Because some people are not. Like it's very interesting to see you, you, you know, with clients, uh, how different clients look at, you know, walks, water, sleep, lifting gym time. Like it's interesting that they, they have different priorities. So you can clearly see the ones who are putting in the consistent effort, they will have the outcome that they're looking for. But the ones who are constantly missing gym sessions, barely gets 4,000 steps a day, can't even hit their macros, can't even get 50 grams of protein a day, like all those things. So your effort has to match your expectations for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, then, she's, a, then, she's, a, she's a common one that people say, I want how come, you know, I want to oh look like her or like, or how come she can eat all this and, and look like that? And so, yeah, it's very, it's fun. Chan, Chan, we love you. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. People would, even in person, because like we, our kids went to the same middle school before I moved to Florida. So we like live not too far away. And people would DM me and they're like, I saw that you did a gym selfie today because we went to the same gym with Shannon. I love her and I want to look like her so much. And I'm like, you could just, you got to do the work. You're going to look like your version of fit yeah. and healthy, but like it's is definitely an investment. Like you're depositing in the bank, like how someone looks that you admire that their whole body, their physique is like a savings account. And they're like making deposits all the time. And if you're someone that's always spending frivolously and meaning you're living your life, you're drinking alcohol, you're not getting steps, you're always in a deficit. Like you're not saving up to get this dream look and health that you're wanting. And a lot of people get excited to sign up. But when reality hits and it's day one, it's like, oh, do I have to do the work? Yes. 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 That's and the hard you know, part. 
Yeah. And what people don't understand that that Shan is kind of a unique gem in the space is that she didn't have the dieting history that a lot of women have mm-hmm. um, heading into their 40s. Like she didn't diet that much. So she had all those years of being able to build muscle that a lot of us women lost when we were chasing fat loss. So, you know, just understand that everyone has a different starting point. Um, so you just gotta do the best you can. Like, I just know like realistically, I'll never ever look like her, never. Just, I don't have the bone structure. I don't have the muscle, uh, but I can just focus on what can I personally do? How can I be the best me with mm-hmm. what I've given and what, with what I'm willing to do, right? Cause you have to, you have to accept and be open to the fact that there's certain things that you need to be willing to do to achieve a certain look, right? Um, it's the, and maybe maybe they, you're not willing to have that lifestyle that you that you that's required to get the look that, that you want, right? Mm-hmm. There's certain things that you might have to give up. So you have to really be able to like manage your expectations on what you can achieve with what you're willing to do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think one of those big things that a lot of women have to be willing to do is to reverse diet to maintenance. Yes. And it's yes. a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. Oh yeah. I lost, I lost a few clients because they just could not Me too. They just do it. And, and you know, what's crazy. It's like for us, for them to, you know, everyone's different. Everyone's reverse diet is going to be different, but there's some women where they just literally gain maybe one or two pounds and they're eating 500 more calories, but they just cannot wrap their heads around the fact that they weigh two more pounds yes. because they're, they're eating all this. And I'm like, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. And you just can't, when you're, when you're not there, when, when you're not ready to make that change, it's really, you can't force someone to, but we know that it just takes a lot of mindset work to get there. But yeah, some people, and you know, if you're chronically under eating, you might have to gain 10 pounds to get to a healthy place. Mm -hmm. You have to understand that your body needs to get to a healthy place. And for some people, it does mean that they have to gain that much, not necessarily fat, that get gain 10 pounds to be in a healthy place because they are so malnourished and so under you know under eating so much so you know everyone's reverse diet is different but yeah the eating more part is just and to tell, tell women that they are capable of eating 2,000 calories like they're just mind blown like they just cannot conceive when mm-hmm. we know that that's pretty common as normal for a lot of active women not everyone like as we get older this is probably not as high but that's a very real a true, true reality like if you're you know used to eating only 1,300 calories and you tell them like you could probably eat 19, 2000 calories. They're just like freaking out, like no way. Like, can I eat that much? Um, but yeah, it just goes to show you like just what they've been, we've, we've been brought up with like decades of brainwashing and just, you know, all these mm-hmm. poor habits, just trying to undo all of that just takes so much time. Yeah. I feel like women have so much trauma around body image, weight, dieting, everything I think it's slowly getting better like the younger generation like I'm thankful to know like that my daughter if she needs to go into a deficit wants to whatever like she has the education to do it right the culture was a bit different um but it is normal for a, a woman to go through 15 years of work getting past the scale fluctuating two pounds yeah it, it should does. fluctuate. Yes. It should definitely, like we're mostly water. It should yeah. fluctuate. We yeah. are burning calories. We're sweating. We're moving. Food is coming in. I mean, even things that are 
supplements, topical creams? Are you taking a steroid? Like so many yeah. things fluctuate our weight. My, my weight fluctuates one to four pounds throughout the week, throughout the month, all month. Yeah. As long as I'm tracking my average, and that's what a lot of women should be doing. You should be looking at the trends, the averages over time. And there is a lot of value in, I gained two pounds, but I can eat 500 extra calories every single day. And I really want women to get there. Yeah. And two pounds, you can, people like, have this idea that two pounds, like, oh my gosh, everyone on the street can notice like they gained two pounds and the clothes are tight. No, the other is your mind playing games on you. Like the, no one can tell that you gained two pounds because it's not two pounds of fat. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's just like water, food content, whatever, you know, that's normal. Like if you, if you're human, you're, you're, you should expect your scale weight to fluctuate. Yeah. Uh, so teaching women, this is why I like to have women weigh themselves every day so they can visually see, oh, I, my, my scale went up because, oh, this is why I went up. Like, oh, I trained hard the day, the day before, or I got poor sleep or whatever. So helping them understand that fluctuations are normal and that it should be expected and it's okay. Yep. It is. All right. Last question I have for you. Mm, this one I like a lot. How long do transformations typically take? <laughs> Like, <laughs> well, it depends on what you what what you mean by transformation. Are you talking about like actual physical? Like, I would say years. Yeah, I would say years. I think it's a lifetime because you really the goal is to always just improve and get better a little bit over time. I really don't think that there should be a time frame. I think it's unrealistic to tell people it's going to happen within a certain time. But if you really want to be realistic, it's going to give yourself years to do it. And really, yeah. best have no timeline, honestly, because I think that's. When you have that mindset, you're not going to do stupid, silly things trying to get there. You're going to do the right things and no matter how long it takes. And when you allow yourself that that time, you're going to do all the right things. So mm-hmm. I always say that the longer way is the shorter way because you're doing it the right way. So, yeah, I don't know if that was a right answer. but No, I, I agree. I think it's way longer than anybody else guesses, but there are so many... Um, magazines, books, TV shows, people on social media that are like, you can do this in 60 days. Yeah. It's, That's it's like cool. 1% to 2% of the population that gets, like you shouldn't be losing 30 pounds in 60 days, um, depending on, you know, your body weight. That's relative too. Right. But, you know, let's say you're not extremely obese. That's like very rare. And yeah. I know there's a lot of people that have programs and challenges that like reshow those same people that are like their top transformations. They're 1%, you know, they're super lean and shredded in like a six week program. And so, I try to let people know, like, we're going to work on the first goal in six months and then the next, and then the next. And like a great transformation probably takes two to three years for like the first part of it. Yeah. It takes so much time. Yeah. And I want people to understand that it's like, you know, when we say years, it doesn't mean that nothing is happening. Like in that first year, you might notice some changes, right? But ultimately, like the big changes, like really significant, it's going to take a long time. And, you know, just putting that, you know, trying to compare yourself to these challenges is so, such a disservice. And, and plus, I like to see what their after after looks like. Like, I want to see them a year from now. Like, do they look the same? Like, chances are probably not, honestly. It's really hard to maintain that shredded look. 
all all year round and forever and ever. Because a lot of these people, when you look at them, you just know that it's when you look at certain women when you get when they get a certain level of sh- being shredded. Like, is this you know it's affecting you know all their biofeedback, probably the menstrual cycle. I, they're just it's not healthy to maintain that level of mean leanness. Mm-hmm. So maybe that one day or for like whatever photo shoot, but then it's, it's better to just probably put on some weight. So yeah, I don't like those challenges. I really dislike them. It's, it's just not realistic for most people. Yeah. And then they usually come to us after to get their metabolism. Oh, up where they oh, fix, fixed. Yeah. <laughs> We're the fix it coaches, but that's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Sometimes you just don't know what you, you know until you know it. And True. there's like you said, it's never too late for anything. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Well, this has been a great talk. I think we're, I'm, I'm going to get a lot of DMs about this podcast. There's a lot of truth bombs. There's like so many things that we'll be able to quote off of this. Um, so I'm really glad that you had time to sit and talk to me today. This was exciting. Oh, I had so much fun. Eve. Thank you so much for having me. I was just like talking to you like a, like a good friend and, and it's been fun. So I know yeah. this is like all the stuff we all talk about online all the time anyway. But where can people find you? I know some people are going to want to um, know how to connect with you. So your Instagram handle, your website. Um, yeah. And if you have anything else coming up in the future, go ahead and plug that so we can put that into the show notes too. Sure. So I am the most active on Instagram. So I'm at one W-O-N-D for my last name, wellness. So one D wellness. And my website is the same thing, wandwellness.com. And I am working on putting together a training program for uh, beginners, like just going off of what my, I did for my parents, just the exact same routine split. Um, so I've had some people ask for it. So I'm working on that and hopefully we'll announce that in the future. Okay, cool. Do you have a wait list or can anybody email you or send you their email to maybe get on an interest list for when that opens? Um, not right now, but I will probably start one on start, okay. uh, create a Google form uh, on my, in my link tree. That way people can get on a wait list and then I'll make the announcement when it comes out. Okay, cool. So you guys make sure you are you are following following. So when that comes out, you guys will know that it's there. Well, thank you so much for pouring into us today and sharing all these hard truths that you guys can find on her Instagram plastered. Um, So if you're really wanting someone to give you a kick in the butt and some food for thought about what you're doing with nutrition and fitness, please go look at her feet. Please look. Thank you. Thank you so much, you guys.